Welcome back to Power Work Crit, everybody. My name is Corin, and I will be your dungeon master today. With me are four zany players. They are... Kayla, and I'm playing Celestine Peacechild. I'm Ander, and I'm playing Lilic. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Izzy Welkenmov. I'm David, and I'm playing Lord Usarka Von Pride. Last time on Power Word Crit, our heroes, being directed by a flurry of wind, left the cultists' camp to go find the Flying Castle. After skirting by a brawling group of cultists, they entered into an area thick with fog. Eventually, the fog cleared to reveal a huge castle made out of ice. Deciding to not go through the front door, they successfully evaded detection and scaled a large chunk of ice that looked like the top of a mountain. Inside, they met a woman named Daliena, who was chained to a large cylinder that was leeching her life force to sustain the castle. The group learned that she was a dragon. She promised that if they could find the key that was keeping her chained and remove the helmsman, she would help them take down the cult and the castle. Agreeing, the group climbed the steps to the top level. After figuring out the lock on the tower in front of them was magically trapped, Lilith turned into a beetle and crawled under the door. Inside was a giant, who was weeping. The giant acknowledged the beetle, claiming they were both prisoners, and Lilith left to report to the group. As he was doing so, the group heard Madame Mondoth, Long Dead Rosa Sinrath, and two other people climbing the stairs. And that's where we begin. What are you doing? Huh? Panicking. I'm not panicking. <laughs> Battle situation. We've I got this. I thought we determined that blue people are entirely unsuspicious. Yes. Uh, and lizards. Uh, uh, hood up. It's cold down there. Hood up. <laughs> hood up. Celsius putting a hood up. Yep. Because I am very recognized. Well, I'm kind of recognizable. If I put the hood up, then hopefully I'm not. And turn my way back out and uh, pretend to march, guys. Celestine... Look at this lovely cloud cover here. I'm going to start pointing out different types of clouds to her. Okay. Um, Lilic is going to snap to attention-esque. In, in, in the proper fashion of when the boss shows up, you abruptly look busy, right? And it's going to you know, start marching in a direction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, what are you doing? Um, Izzy's probably going to do something similar to Lilic, but not follow after him. Go in a different direction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make it seem like we're taking turns patrolling on either side. We're taking different walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. One's going left, one's going right. Yeah. And apparently Usarkar and Celestine are looking at clouds. You're allowed to march too if you'd like. You can make a third direction. I was just providing, trying to provide you an out. (laughs) For those of you who are facing the spiral staircase, you do see Madame Mondoff fully dressed to the tees in purple armor. Shortly after, you see the blue half-dragon, Long Dead Rosa Cyanrath. Shortly after that, a dark turtle that has a black shell and skulls hanging off of him, who is saying, we probably should just leave. I mean, everyone's here, aren't they? comes up, and then last but not least, you see a black half-dragon. Resmir is here. Uh-huh. The black half-dragon speaks shortly after. Calm yourself. We are not leaving until we said that we were. Madame Mondoth, you said you had information that the mask is in Burdusk? And Madame Mondoth says, I have reason to suspect that it is there, yes. That's why I called you here. Resmir gives her a look of disdain and then notices 
the four cultists that are ambling about and doing weird things. <laughs> and she says, you four, I need one of you. Pick me, pick me. <laughs> Points the lizard folk. folk, come with me, please. Oh, you will follow me to my chambers. What would be the right term for that? Because folk is usually yeah. plural. Lizard fellow? You, lizard. In lizard yeah. person? I don't know. It sounded weird, though. Yeah, it's a thing. I don't know. We can Just have a discourse going. on it afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The politically correct way to say lizard folk to it's a single lizard. Grammatical. It's grammatical. <laughs> <laughs> so We can go into that, too. You there. Follow me, please. Uh, yes. Mondoth says, you, blue one, follow me, please. I salute and start to follow. And the turtle <laughs> looks and says, Hey, you not paying attention. Follow me, please. I have things I need to do. Chop, chop. And he starts moving to the south into what looks to be like three giant chamber areas with three doors. What do you do? Move is directed. Yep, we're... So, this is convenient. Sure, yeah, okay. Let's so, split the party. <laughs> Usarker, yeah, which one fine. of us is not paying attention? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So that leaves <laughs> one person left, right? That has not asked for a bodyguard? Uh, that would be Long Dead Rosa. He has not asked for anybody to follow him. Okay. I saved you. Is he, is he the oh, general? Good. No, so the turtle had asked for the two not paying attention. Oh, the two not paying attention. Yeah, okay. the two not paying attention to follow him. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. It, it would have been quite awkward if the blue half dragon had... <laughs> Come, cape, come face to face with Celestine, considering your previous fight. Yeah, I was just waiting for that one to happen. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Izzy, you follow Mondoth and Cyanrath. You notice that Cyanrath will not leave her side. He's looking very cautiously around. He is sniffing the air as if maybe looking for something. When you said Cyanrath, you mean Long Dead Rosa Cyanrath? Correct. Okay, so I am with two of them. Correct. Oh, okay. You're with two of them. Cyanrath looks like he is not going to leave her side anytime soon. He seems to be on high alert from something, but you're not sure what. Okay. Probably Uh, us. Mondoth opens up a large room. Inside, it is completely empty. (laughs) Okay. It looks like previous barracks. However, beyond some smears of blood on the wall and some very soiled fur blankets covering the ground, the room is empty. And she points inside the room. She says, clean it. Right away. And then she leaves you alone. And that's it. Was there any mess in here? Yeah, there's smears of blood on the walls. Oh, okay, the blood, duh. And the fur blankets are just covered in who knows what. Okay. I'm going to start moving in as if to start cleaning and wait until she and Cyanrath leave. As you go in, Cyanrath slams the door behind you. And you hear them walk away. Okay. Lilac, Resmir gives you a one-up and says, What is your name, sir? I am Forth, the sleeping lily of the hungry moon. In common? Or Lilac. Follow me. Yes, mistress. And she leads you around to the back of the top courtyard into one of the towers. It's much bigger than the control tower that you were in before. Mm-hmm. It's much, much bigger. And on the map, it's purple. She looks at the damage to the walls. This tower did manage to stay intact. However, there are some cracks in it. 
She huffs, shakes her head. She goes, if only they had taken better care of this. This was quite hard to come by. And she pulls out a small key, puts it into the lock and turns it. In this room, Lilith, you can easily identify this as a giant's bedroom. Everything is scaled very large. This room is lavishly adorned with expensive trinkets, objects, and masks. You see a large portrait of a male and female cloud giant smiling with a small child in front of them. However, it looks like someone had tried to move the portrait at some point and gave up because it's like on its side. And there's like a section of the portrait frame that's kind of broken off. Mm. Another portrait of a black half dragon rests below it. And it looks just like Rasmir. While not large enough for a giant, there is an obnoxiously large bed in the center of this chamber. Three ostentatiously carved wardrobes, a long wooden table with a white marble slab resting on top, and a pile of fine clothes that look more expensive than anything ever should be. She points into one of the wardrobes, says, I need you to take the trunks that are down on the bottom floor and put them into this wardrobe. If anything is moved out of place, you will die. Is that understood? Understood, mistress. Good. I will be taking a nap. Please come wake me up when we are about to set off. Of course. Okay. And she plops down onto the bed very unceremoniously for <laughs> what you think a noble would do. She, By the way, she's definitely mm. a noble. Like, there's no question about it. Nobles are people, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Even half dragons. Yeah. Even half dragons are, yes. Especially half dragons true and she closes her eyes and literally within seconds she's softly snoring okay where did she put that key she stuck it into her pocket okay did it sound like there were other keys in that pocket there sounded like there were a few however remembering back to the Mm -hmm. chains the key was actually quite large that would have gone into there. Okay. And it would have been a little bit larger than what could fit into her pocket. And this was a small key? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you said it was too big to fit in her pocket, probably. Yes. Okay. Noted. Well, then I will begin going down and grabbing a trunk and then attempting to bring it back up to at least have the semblance of looking like I'm in the right place. Cool. Make a strength check, please. Yeah, I'm not great at this. Oh, how can I'm not. I don't have a negative, but it's only a plus one. Oh, no, it's a zero. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I may be at the bottom of the stairs for a while. <laughs> I rolled a two. Oh. Plus zero. Lilik, it's going to take you about 45 minutes to get all seven of these trunks up. <laughs> thump. Thump. And afterwards, you're going to have some sore muscles. Yeah. But it gives me an excuse to be out and about a little bit and be observing. Mm-hmm. So while I am attempting to haul up one of these trunks, I want to be looking around and observing any movings about of the other people here. Okay. You see about six or seven people running back and forth. You see a couple kobolds, but they are moving extremely slow. It looks like they have not slept in days Mm. and these kobolds are looking real rough you also see that on top of the right you know where the porculus was that was broken and there were two towers there and usarker had said that he heard something up there that they were moving something around okay from where you are you can see that what they were moving around were giant ballistas that look to shoot very very large javelins 
Are these intact ballistas or? They are very intact. So Lilik, after heaving the first one up, you make it back into the room and you see that Resmir has turned on her side and like she is, she's like 10 feet tall and the bed is about the same size. And you see that when she turned over, like, the edge of the bed, even though it's ostentatiously large, the mattress kind of lifted up a little bit from her weight. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, Blop. yeah, pretty okay. much. I am going to begin putting things in the wardrobe, but I do want to look around and search and see if I can find where this key to unlock the chains might be. Okay. So I would like to investigate the room. All right. Go ahead and do an investigation check, please. Yeah. I need to grab a different dice. That was a two plus one. <laughs> two oh, no. plus one. Three. Yeah. I mean, everything in here could probably have secret compartments. She's a noble. She probably has a bunch of hidden stuff in here. Hmm. Okay. I mean, the mattress popped up. You know, we can see if maybe it's hidden under there that people hide things under mattresses. That's a thing. Go ahead and do another investigation check with advantage. Okay. I'll take advantage. Oh, well, that was rather good. How about 18? When you look under the bed, there's like a portion of the bed that's heaving under her weight, so you can't really see under there. However, when you look into the section underneath the mattress, you see a small flat box underneath, but it's kind of wedged underneath where she is. But you can see the small flat box there. Okay, well, that looks important. Though it is something that I should get. So I'm going to reach in there and grab this small box. Because we'll not have much more opportunity. Alright, go ahead and do a sleight of hand check. To move something sneakily. So, do you think I'm going to lose another character here, gang? <laughs> There's Go a for it. pretty high chance that that no could happen if you roll a one. For many se- se- mm. se- sessions. No one lives for all the sessions. Okay, there's 11. Yeah, okay. That's pretty bad. <laughs> it is not the worst. It's not the worst, though. It's slightly above average. You so... will beat the passive perception of an average onlooker. Or a asleep. sleeper. That's like minus 10. Oh, perfect. I forget what it is. <laughs> so with an 11, you are able to wedge your hand in there and touch the box. However, the box is a little bit more underneath the sleeping figure than you thought mm. and you cannot wedge it out. Okay. String check. Well, now I know where it is. So we'll return in a more opportune moment. Maybe she'll move again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go attempt to move another box. Okay. And while you're doing that, let's move on over to Celestine and Usarker. You were summoned by the turtle. Sir, yes, sir. Walk on. So the turtle motions you into the area that there's like a room that's just south of you and motions you to come towards him as you and basically intersect at that point. On the map, it's the pink area. Okay. He says, what are y'all's names? (laughs) Who's Harker? Are you going to go first? Oh, am I with him? Yes, you're with us, both of us. I drag you along. Oh. He wanted both of us. He, he, di- he did direct to grab both of you. Who I mean, he attention. said that, but he also said the one's not paying attention, so I was not paying attention. Does he, uh, 
did he make an effort to catch my attention? Oh, yeah. I am Usarker. And you are? <laughs> I'm Snarg. Snarg. Can I roll a history tortles check? What exactly are you trying to gain from the history check? One, I want to gain some conversation and light banter points. Okay. Two, I want to know specifically, you know, do Tortle tend to have family names? Do they tend to have surnames? Are they, you know, where do their names come from? Is Snarg a common Tortle name or is it likely something he made himself? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and roll that. And what's your name? I'm Celestine. (laughs) Hi, Celestine. 14. Snarg is not a common turtle name. Culturally, turtles they do pick their own names, but usually it's kind of a family name, as you suspected before. Snarg doesn't sound like a normal name, so he could have picked it himself at some point. What else were you looking for? Conversation points and things that you could make. Um, what's the term for it? Uh, you know, light communication. Well, looking at him, he has a very large staff. And he also looks to have a very, very large, like, halberd on him. So, because this is a history tortles check, I'm hopefully getting things from tortle culture, you know, that might Mm -hmm. stand out as opposed to, like, him personally. Right, right, right. So, the staff itself is common tortle. They usually have some sort of staff to help them walk, especially as they get older, because their shell ends up weighing them down. So, the staff is probably an indication of his old age? Correct. Okay. However, turtles and halberds don't normally go together. Hmm. Snarg. That's yeah. a, That's a rather fascinating name. Where's it come from? Oh, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, did you give it to yourself, or is it a family name? I gave it to myself. Oh, excellent, excellent. Where did you come up with it from? Well, I sneezed really hard once, and I, uh... And I just said, Snarg once and I thought it was cool and uh, yeah I just anyway um yeah let's let's go inside I need uh I need some help and he takes out a key and opens up the door and inside you see there are about 20 beds only one looks like it's been slept in the rest are covered in weapons books and cult paraphernalia Usurker. I think we found a fanatic <laughs> I'm not sure what we found <laughs> I don't know what he's a fanatic of Probably it only be. took how what episode is this? Thirty-three episodes to find a fanatic. I think we found a useful idiot. I think this this is there's twenty beds in here, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that this is not all his. This is probably you know where the troops leave their stuff. Is my random guess? Could be. Um, you do Usarker. However, you do notice because as you're because you mentioned the weapons, you do notice that some of them are rusted. Some of them are covered in some sort of dried blood, maybe. And some of them are very pristine, but they are just kind of littered all over the beds, along with the uh, the cult paraphernalia and some books. Some pages of the books are ripped out. And Yeah, I need you to... Um, <laughs> I need you guys to categorize these into orders of <laughs> uh, usability. And uh, yeah, that's what I need. Usability and color. <laughs> ah, I take it this is a store of pilfered weapons and other yeah. equipment? 
They're all mine. All yours. I took these, and he looks extremely proud. What would you like us to do with the ones that are of lesser quality? <sighs> I didn't think of that. Hold on. <laughs> yes. Celestine, please make a religion check real quick. As he is looking around, he kind of kind of puts his hands on his shoulders, and you see around his belt some some religious... Hips, hands yeah. on his hips. Yeah, that's what I say. Hands on his shoulders. It's a turtle thing. It's a turtle thing. It's a turtle thing, as he thinks. He's got got his hands on his shoulders. You would know that, Usurker. It's I a mean, turtle thing. It, it could be like one of those like old banker dudes who always have their hands cut around the front of their... Uh, on their like their on their collars. collars. Their lapels. Yeah. Yeah, lapels. The lapels of their jacket. As they go... <laughs> sure, it'll be both of those. He starts with his hands on his shoulders and then moves it down into the ho-hum banker thing. <laughs> Celestine, what did you roll in your religion? Does he even have lapels? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shell. It's just a shell. There's a collar of sorts. <laughs> so what did you get? Sorry. 13. 13. You see a lot of skulls around his waist. They don't look humanoid. They look decorative. Okay, so like small Plastic. skulls? Small skulls. Yeah. Okay. You do know that there are a few gods that deal with skulls. Oh, okay. You do recognize that one of the skulls looks very symbolic of Baal. Okay. B-H-A-A-L. I will, as I start heading towards the weapons, I will comment on that and say, oh, are you a... Uh... Do you serve Ball? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's wonderful, isn't he? Oh, he's I fantastic. <laughs> I just, oh, yeah. Some of these weapons I got in the name of Ball because I cut off their heads and pulled out their entrails with my own hands. And, oh, it was just a fantastic time. So dedicated. Yes, indeed. However, I am helping the cults. Well, I'm helping the cults. And oh, that's really? all I can say. Oh, so Ball has given you a special assignment? Yeah. Oh, that is incredible. That is that is always a worthy cause. Who has he asked you to help? The cult. Dang it. And okay. Tmot. There we go. Okay. He also looks at the pile. He says, go ahead and uh, just try to get the rust out of all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm going to go sit over there and do smart things. Okay. So, yeah, just do that. And then he kind of walks over to one of the beds on the edge and then pushes the weapons off of that bed towards you guys, plops down, and then pulls out a book. And Celestine, you know that this is some sort of, like, arcane book. Like, okay. Like, with like spells a spell? In it. Okay, it's a spell book. A sorcerer. <laughs> with a, this is spells in it, A yeah. sorcerer with a spell book. <laughs> he doesn't know. Does he know how to. Are you... you don't need to be able to read to be a sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. So, what do you two do? Um, I have another random question. Can I, I try and place answer. his accent? Do a straight intelligence roll on this one. Not history? Uh, yeah, go ahead and do history. That is going to be a 15. He seems to come from one of the islands off the Sword Coast area, around the Cholt area. That accent seems to be from there. Is the cult of Ball... Doing well in Cholt. Have you been to Cholt? Oh, when I was but a little boy, yes. My parents went there on a vacation at one point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's real great. It's doing, well, it's been hurting really? recently. Yeah, and 
But we did find that wonderful temple and uh, up in the the area with uh, that they put the wyverns and I was sent here as a representative to you're not supposed to know that. Get back to work. And he go, goes back. My to apologies. Him, but... I did not wish to pry. So you come from Cholt recently, though, huh? Get back to work. Scrubbing on the rust out. <laughs> I'm assuming I have some stuff in my pack to help with rust. Yeah, there's like a bucket on the ground. Oh, with good. Like okay. Some water and some rags. They're all really dirty, though. You're not sure how much work, you, how much you can get done, but maybe. how about maybe I can use one of the sheets on the bed. No one was going to use that. When I slip by you at one point, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Can we kill him? Nobody's come in. Probably. What do I know? He looks like he makes tons of noise in this room regardless. I don't think anyone would be surprised. <laughs> um, I'm... If I were to take a quick restroom break, would he let that... Will he let me do a quick restroom break? You can ask him. You can ask him. I do. What are you planning? Uh, excuse me. Uh, well, I need... So if we're going to attack him, I need to cast a magic weapon on your weapon, I assume. Would you like magic weapon? I would appreciate it, but I'm not sure why that's a necessary thing. Because it gives you a lot better advantage when you try to attack him. How does the bathroom help that? I'm because I can't confused. cast the spell in here. You can't? You'll lo- I'll lose the advantage of surprise. You could tell him. He, he seems stupid. Just tell him that you're going to go ahead and, you know, is it okay if you use prestidigitation or something? Oh, my goodness. Are you guys whispering this in the corner? <laughs> yes. <laughs> At this point, yes, I think we are. No, we're, we've got clinging weapons. Clang, clang. Clang, clang, clang. Okay, so what do you want to do? So... I think that if you cast magic weapon before you know, and then have to come back, you know, that's a lot, you know, where we lose some of the time for it. I, I think that he's probably quite am, am amiable to, you know, somebody using magic to clean. But, yeah. So I am going to sigh and turn to Snarg and say, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any, is it all right if I use prestidigitation on some of this? Some of these rests are just not coming out. Yeah, of course. Okay, great. Oh, do you do you know how to use prestidigitation? I, d- I don't know. I don't know it. Oh, 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 a lot of people don't. Uh, what do you What do you know? You do seem to be very skilled, very, very learned. Oh, I know lots of things. Oh, <gasps> like what kind of thing? I know one where if I punch you, I can kill all of the skin on you. My goodness, that is impressive. It's in Flip Twits. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Still impressive. We're going to go with the fact that Celestine is pretending to only know prestidigitation. The fact that he said that he has to punch you and not just touch you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Also, I want this version of the spell where I can inflict fist damage in addition to the spell. Yeah. <laughs> get, a, get a punchy necromancer. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm down for that. <laughs> Punchomancer. <laughs> Punchmancer. I can also. Necropuncher? I can also. Animate dead people. <gasps> I can speak to dead people. Oh, wow. And. I can even create undead. Isn't that one. A, isn't that, like, really hard to do? It is. <laughs> <It's you. laughs> <coughs> Okay. <laughs> um, so now, Usarker, you have met portals before, 
This guy seems extremely unhinged. <laughs> right. I'm not sure what Usarker would think about it, but David is sitting here saying, is this guy actually a priest of Baal? Like, it could be, but... And driven mad. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I got distracted by, by that. I would like to whisper to you as you're you're getting ready to press to digitate. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. That, you know, we can synchronize our, our, our the timing of our attack, a.k.a. I can probably give you advantage on dexterity checks initiative. Ooh, really? Help. You can lend your aid to another creature in the completion of a task when you make the help action. The creature gains advantage on the next ability check it makes to perform the task you are helping with, provided that it makes the check before the start of your next turn. And initiative is an ability check. And I figure, what better way to gain advantage on initiative than synchronizing it? Okay. Sounds good to me. Let's do it then. Oh, here we go. Magic. I do, I do have one question, Corin. So, is it considered the first turn of the surprise round when she casts a spell, given that the turtle does not think the spell is a threat, is ex- is expecting it, and this spell does not harm the turtle or attack the turtle? So, I will say, initiative starts when somebody attacks the turtle. Okay, perfect. Okay. Oh, uh... Is there something we can put in front of the door, or do you think that's too suspicious? I don't. Yeah, I. I he actually, actually, that's a great idea. I'm going to take a large, rusty pop box okay. of weapons and put it in front of the door. As I cast bonus, like, yeah, and, and I'm just like moving it out and sorting it, and you know, clearly involved in working on it. It just happens to be in front of the door. Okay. I cast magic weapon on his glaive. Is it glaive? I mean, technically, Albert. Sure. Glaive. We'll go with Halbert. Okay, Halbert. It's he always refers to it as a war scythe, but oh, Halbert Halbert right. is a you know fair enough description as well. Mm-hmm. Pole arm would be generic, but yes. There we go, pole arm. Okay, Sarker's weapon. All right, I'm going to roll this poor Aww. defenseless turtles. <laughs> oh boy, defenseless. That that's how poor I def- defenseless turtles. He's obviously high enough level that he can create undead. How'd be that intelligence? Well, this poor turtle with the intelligence of not bad, but with a bad roller. Oh no. Rolled a four. Oh. <laughs> Snarg, he just continues reading something. At this point, Celestine, you realize it's upside down. I'm. <laughs> Celestine, I do have one question. Yes. Would you prefer advantage on initiative for your surprise round? Or, or would you prefer advantage on your attack, which you make since attack. I know since I know that you, you know, have that huge bonus and you can I forget, you have great weapon fighter or not? I do have great weapon master. Great yeah. weapon master, yeah. So that, you know, with advantage and with your, you know, smiting powers, which are like what, plus ten or something to to hit? It says I've already used my channel divinity. Have you? On what? Did we? You fought. Because we fought and we haven't rest. We haven't short rested yet, have we? You fought those ten people. Yeah. Today. Did you use your channel divinity then? Yeah. I haven't marked. Does your channel divinity reset at a short rest or a long rest? Short rest. So you would have gotten it back, yes. Okay, would have. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then I have it. Okay. Okay. So, 
What are you doing? There's a box of rusty nails in front of the door. Mr. Tortle is reading something upside down. I am a little sad to kill him, but... And Celestine has he, blessed a, a weapon. This oh, guy is an absolute Oh, yeah, he is, he is. He's a priest of the god of well, murder. Well, as a character, right. I'm also... Or as me, listening, he's a very, very funny character. He is. And I am vastly sad, enjoying... Celestine is ready. Yes. <laughs> Kayla is vastly enjoying this. <laughs> okay. okay. What's so, happening? Okay, I will take the... Oh. We get the first hit anyways, right? You would have a surprise round at this point, yes. Let's the way do, that it works... Let's it, go ahead and just do... Give me help on initiative. Okay. So everybody has to roll. Okay, go ahead. Celestine. Initiative has begun, everyone! <laughs> Goodbye, Tortle! Celestine. Oh, okay, um, that is a mm, 10. With advantage? With advantage. Okay, Zerker. <laughs> Seven. Okay, everyone rolled real good on this one. So, first up is Celestine. Oh my goodness. You have the surprise round. I reach over and I grab my warm all and I swing it at him. So you run up and swing at him? I just run up and swing at him. Oh, hi. <laughs> ah, ah. We'll go ahead just because we've got to make this hit. We're going to use Guided Strike. Okay. And that will be a 24 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, where oh. the... Oh, he's sitting down. You should have advantage on melee attacks because he's essentially prone, right? Yeah, he would, yeah. Also, because he's surprised, but because he's sitting down. Oh, oh yeah, yeah all of your attacks are advantage. Would be advantage. Oh. Go ahead and roll one more time. That would be an unnatural 20. That hits. Without using Guided Strike. So yeah, I'm so take your Guided Strike back. Okay. You're good. Are you including the penalty from great weapon fighting? Uh, no, because I forgot about that. So I did not use it on this strike. We'll do that on the next strike. Okay. It's been a long time since I've done a surprise round. Do I just roll straight or is this a crit? This is not a crit, no. no. Okay, cool. That's 12 damage. Okay. And I would like to use War Priest, which is when you use the attack action, you can make one weapon attack as a bonus action. Go for it. So this one, we'll go ahead and use Great Weapon Master on, which is minus five, I believe, plus 10. Yep. And I still get advantage or no? Yes, it's it's surprise round, yeah. Let's see. Okay, that is going to be a 17. That just hits. Okay. 19 damage. Okay. Celestine, what do you do as you're whacking this guy? What's going on? Uh, we're can't be too loud and so I'm just being very focused and hammering him. Aiming Nothing. for his neck. <laughs> the stoic Yeah, hammer. aiming for yeah because his head's about the only vulnerable part of him. I guess technically maybe his stomach is but yeah that's <laughs> that shell is really in the way. Thankfully towards the wall but yeah we're gonna go for the head I guess. Alright. I'm not doing too much bantering. Just very okay. focused. Ooh, ooh. And his head is bleeding profusely. Usurker, it is your turn. Excellent. Wielding my war scythe, I rush in on him in a charge. I slash. Roll with advantage, please. That is a unnatural 20. That hits. That is nine damage. I would like to strike again. That is a 21. That hits. Oh, better. That is 14 points of damage. Okay. 
I would like to action surge. Okay, go ahead. All yeah. of them have advantage. That is a natural 20. Hey. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. 17 damage. Ooh, yikes. And because I know that this is a critical hit, let me double check real quickly here. Can I do this? When you hit with a weapon attack, so I'm going to use menacing attack, not because it's going to have any effect, but because I just get to critically double that damage. What? So. (laughs) What? What? Okay. So how much was that? So it was the basic damage of 17. Uh Uh-huh. I get to roll 2d8 because it was a critical hit. So another nine damage. And he is now needing to make a wisdom saving throw, DC 14. I expect he has a good odds of making this as a cleric, but the damage was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a natural 18. Yeah, he's fine. I'll make my last attack. All right, that is a 21. <laughs> that hits. <laughs> For nine points of damage. Usarker, how do you slaughter <gasps> this turtle? Oh. So, oh, wow. so Celestine comes in on him and just wham hits him. Usarker rushes up, and the first blow is just a terrible blow that cuts his face open. And you know, then it's just you know, Usarker and Celestine are just hammering on his body until he you know is just his arms and hands are beaten away, and we drive it through the weak points and you know, but between his shell plates. You guys did almost 90 points of damage to this guy in <laughs> one incredible. round. We pulled out Whoa. all the stops. Well, that's to be how fair. you do it. That's the way to do it is pull it and you do all the stuff in your yes. surprise round. That's how you <laughs> assassinate. Yeah. And Snark, with his last breath, looks up and goes, <laughs> One more for the Reaper of Skulls and a tear for Ball. You have a dead turtle in this room now. Great. It's quite likely his best weapon was the one that he himself was carrying. Do we have any way of determining if any of this stuff, his memorabilia, had any value? I'm going to start rapidly examining his body for personal effects like keys and the like. As you're looking through him, you see more religious iconography. You do get the halberd. And Celestine, if you need any more spell components, you have those. Okay, great. You also see a scroll on him. Ooh, yes. And this scroll is written in turtle. <laughs> <laughs> you see a spell scroll and Celestine. I'm actually not sure if you know what this one is. Go ahead and do an arcana check, please. Untrained? Untrained, yeah. Seven. <laughs> this is definitely an arcane spell in nature, but you're not sure what it is. Okay, we'll pocket it just in case, I guess. Hmm? That's weird that he has it. I mean, he's been collecting a lot of things, so who knows? He may not have known what it was. Probably just picked it up off someone. And because it was a spell scroll, it was deemed more valuable and not one to just lie around. So, who picks up the halberd? Yusaku, you were looking at the weapons specifically. Uh, I was looking at everything. Sure, I pick it up. As you pick it up, you feel the weapon pulsing a little bit. Good pulsing, bad pulsing. Well, for Usarker, probably bad. It feels magical pulsing. Hmm. This thing is unstable. I'm going to put it to the side. <laughs> it's <now>. unstable. 
As you drop it, it explodes. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> the last time we had a magical item like this, it was a fork. <laughs> I believe it was a knife. Maybe a knife. Sure. A knife. Starker saw the plate. They got frisbeed. Mm-hmm. So you place it to the side, and you can still kind of feel it vibrating in your hand, even though it's not there. It doesn't feel malicious or anything. It just feels magical. Like your current weapon. I think I've been cursed. Like what? I can still feel whatever that thing is. Don't touch it. We'll deal with it later, whatever it is. You do see a key on his person, and you think it's just the key that he used to open this door. He doesn't really have much else on him. He just has some components. He had the weapons. He had the staff. But beyond that, he didn't really have anything else besides his wonderful belt of skulls and religious iconography. If you feel it would be an assistance possibly in finding things, my experience with magic is that it's frequently dangerous, unstable, booby-trapped, and prone to other malignants. Oh, wait, I lied. There is a pouch, and that is full of 150 gold. I missed that. I'm sorry. Money! Money! Take it and give it to the Orphans Fund after if we fail. (laughs) (laughs) Red Dirt D&D brings you the world's greatest role-playing game with an Oklahoma twist. Join four adventurers as they travel into the Calban frontier to map the Wild West region for the Dwarven Train Barons. Elves and orcs collide with saloons and sheriffs in this actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring local actors and veterans of the game. The first episodes are coming soon to your favorite podcast location, so make sure to subscribe so you don't forget. You can find out more information at Red Dirt D&D on Facebook and at reddirtdnd.com. everyone this is corin i would like to give a shout out to our followers on twitter they are occam sockam robo cagnition crayola killer 94 drawing dragon dark scholars brookfin w and nightshift rpg thank you so much for giving us a follow and if you want to get a shout out from a cast member of power word crit just do one of the following follow us on twitter or facebook Tweet about the show using the hashtag PowerWordCrit. Share a post from our Facebook page and include the hashtag PowerWordCrit. And tell us how you shared this podcast with someone by sending an email to PowerWordCrit at gmail.com. Thanks. And now back to the show. So I could cast Detect Magic and then as we walk around, it's possible that the prison might have some sort of magical defenses on it. Maybe. Mm -hmm. So I could hold it up for 10 minutes as we walk around. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna cast wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Is it concentration? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I Never don't mind. know that. I don't know that we're planning to get into a but fight. But there's a magic weapon right here. Yes, and I can still feel it, which means that it's probably cursed. We're gonna kick it under the bed for now. As you touch it, you do feel well, the I pulsing kick it. of kick it. You do feel it through your <laughs> dang feet, it. But it doesn't feel malicious. It's just kind of kind of the same thing when you're casting magic. Just feels like magical pulsing through it. Okay. I don't feel anything bad about it, just so you're aware. What does bad magic feel like besides face melting, apparently? Face melting and eating your soul. What does that feel like? You would know. It feels like your soul's getting eaten. All right. Now that we've done this. I mean, it, to be fair, Usarker might know a little bit about what a soul is. feels like <laughs> getting eaten. true. <laughs> we, we, we saw a little bit of that earlier. It's true. Maybe. I don't know. We don't know what that was. 
Yeah, detect magic though isn't. It's not going to tell me anything other than it's magical. Right. It can tell you that it's not necrotic. Yeah, that's about it. But I won't be able to tell if like if it's cursed or not because a cursed right. object is still like. Yeah. Well, if we don't think he has anything else anything. In, in this area of value, then I think we should just leave well enough alone and not die to it. Let's we know where it's on. at if we need it. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Are you just going to leave the turtle here? We locked the door behind us. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And okay. I have the key. That is true. We do have the key. All right. We can put the blanket over him, kind of make it look like he's asleep. I like that Roll idea, him actually. over on his stomach so you can't quite <laughs> see the wounds. See all the blood. <laughs> he may be heavy, but we have the muscle to do this. Oh, yes, this is do. true. As you guys stage the scene and walk out the door and lock the door behind you, you see Lilic pulling up the last of the trunks. He looks Wow, that sweaty. was quick. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing took around 45 minutes or so. Okay. We okay. chatted him up a bit. It gets the party back together. Izzy. Almost. <laughs> yeah, Izzy, Izzy, how you doing? You are surrounded by furs and blood. Lovely. So when they left, did they lock the door? No, they just okay. shut it behind you. Okay. So out of curiosity, are there any like buckets for cleaning in here? Or did they just leave me without any cleaning supplies? Clean it with your hair <laughs> and hands. <laughs> Tears. Uh, you <laughs> kick one of the furs and you d- your foot comes in contact with a bucket. Oh, okay. And you hear some sloshing in there. Interesting. Well, my plan is to actually gather up the furs and walk out with them like I'm looking for the laundry room. <laughs> <laughs> so I can go exploring through the castle with this bundle of furs. Cool. Easy enough to do. The door is not locked. You can walk right out. I grab a handful of armful of bloodied furs <laughs> and start walking out. Okay. Yes, David? I have a beautiful mental image of Izzy <laughs> in a castle of ice looking for a washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, a washing machine that uses water. <laughs> uh-huh. In a I know castle the of ice. It's yeah. just beautiful. I just love the mental image. I, I know, know the I know that we're at room temperature and all that, so there is water, but it's just so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And where do you go? You do not see anybody else. Well, actually, you saw Lilith going down the stairs, and you do not see Celestine or Sarker. So we're back in time a little bit. Okay. I'm going to kind of use this as an opportunity to explore the rest of the area. So how much... I'm currently on the third story, yes? Yes. Okay. So how much of that have I already seen? You have seen... um, You have seen most of the left side. You've seen roughly half of the area. You know the tower to the west of you is the control tower. That's what Lilith had told you. Mm -hmm. There seems to be a large rectangular room that's just south of the tower. That's where Usarka and Celestine had gone. You see a a series of three rooms that are more south to that. And at that moment, that's all you can really see from where you are. Okay. But you can see if you look on the other side of this building that you're in, because you're kind of up to the north, you can go around that building and it looks like there's more to the back of this area. So just for my sake, the room that I was in originally, the barracks that were full of blood and furs, Mm -hmm. that was the green rectangle? Yes. Okay. Did I see which direction Lilik was going with the trunk when I first saw him? You had seen him just walking down the stairs. Oh, okay. Never mind. He hadn't grabbed a trunk yet. Yeah. Never mind. Then. On my way to get it. You can still stop the talk. 
It's true. It's true. You could. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to check out each of those rooms. So the pink rectangle and then the three rooms next to it. Okay. So you go to the south, the southwest area. You open up the door. You kind of peek your head in. You see a turtle. <laughs> They're mine. Oh, no. <laughs> and you see Usurker oh, and Celestine looking a little nervous. And so this is this is where oh, they okay. had gone. Okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I shut it very quickly. I move on to the other rooms. Okay, so <laughs> you move to a series of they look they they're still very large rooms. However, there are three of them kind of stuck together. You jiggle the lock and the door opens. These rooms are set aside for giant-sized guests and have furnishings of the appropriate size. In each room, a large section of the outer wall. You can kind of see through it. As you look at it, you feel like it's not necessarily an illusion, but like it could potentially disappear. Okay. It's just kind of glittering there. But there's no one or nothing of cult-like interest in these rooms, right? In these set of three rooms, you check all three of them. There's nobody in here, and they actually don't look disturbed. Okay. The beds are actually nicely made, and it just looks like nobody has disturbed them for a while. Okay. I'm there's moving a, on. There's a thin dust on the bed. <laughs> I am going to go down to the second level. So the second level is the cave. It was just the cave. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to get to the first level from there? Yeah, so you have to go down the spiral staircase. Mm -hmm. And you would have to pass Lilac, who is currently trying to lift a trunk up the stairs. I offer to help him lift up the trunk. Uh, uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is how this is, a, this is a bit heavier than I. You do so. I help him. I leave the furs on the stairs to help him. Okay, you help him. He wanders off, and you're able to go down to the first level. You go through the cave area, and you hear Daliana kind of whistling to herself, <laughs> keeping herself entertained. <laughs> and you continue down to the first level. I have the furs again. Good. Okay, you are now at the, story. the first level. You have to carefully step over six trunks, very large trunks, because they're just right there. Man, who packs so much on a death mission? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you see walls of ice surround the nearly destroyed courtyard. And another courtyard above 100 feet up, that's where you were before, partially overhangs this one. Despite being surrounded in ice, the temperature is pleasant. And you see flowers in broken pots and cracked ditches scattered about that are in full bloom. You also see doors to various places on the edges with six frantic cultists running in and out of them. The porkless is still, it looks like they're still trying really hard to fix it. And it looks like a couple magic users are trying to mend it as well, but it's not going very well. Okay. And just like Lilic, you do see that on the top of those towers that are right next to the porkless, you do see those giant ballistas. Okay. And you do see three people in each tower. Okay. While I'm down here, there are other rooms. Correct. That I can see. Can I determine their purpose without having to open their doors? Like, do I see people coming in and out and I can, like, maybe there's a galley or something? Do they have an area where they're keeping their prisoners? <laughs> For instance. <laughs> Honestly, from where you are, you can't really tell because none of the doors are facing you. Has any of the people who are milling about, did any of them come out of these rooms or were they just out already when I came down the stairs? You see two kind of looking a little bit lost for a second and then they start heading towards the portcullis. You see another person carrying a large sack 
that jingles very loudly when they walk and they're walking really, really very labored. Mm -hmm. And they are heading to the giant room that is to the north of you. Okay. The yellow room. That northern room is probably where they're keeping their treasure. Not important right now. Um, You could grab one of the cultists and be like, hey, Madam Mondoth told me to throw these bloody clothes at the prisoners. Oh, hey. Thanks. I like that idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pick out a cultist who appears to be standing around not really doing anything. Yeah, there's one that looks a little confused for what they're supposed to be doing. All right. I'm going to go up to them and I'm going to say, "Uh, Madam Mondoth asked me to take these bloodied fur blankets to the prisoners, but I've lost my way. Prisoners? Aren't there prisoners here? Or so? I don't know. Madam Mon- Mondoff told me to. Oh, I don't prisoners. almost slipped there. Go ahead and make a deception check. <laughs> deception. Disgrace. 13. I don't, right. I just, listen, I just got here like five minutes ago and somebody told me to go find Asbara and I don't know where Asbara is. Do you know where Asbara is? No, nah, I haven't seen Asbara yet today. Oh, I don't I don't know where Asbara is. Um, I don't know anything about prisoners. Maybe check upstairs? I don't know. Okay, I'll check upstairs. Who left those trunks there? And she she <laughs> hurries away. <laughs> All right. Uh, These are an uncertain lot here. <laughs> mm. Well, good to know that we may not be Green. in poor company if I act confused. Mm. Are there any other cultists that are standing about that don't look as confused, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) You see one coming out of the room that's to the northwest of you, and they seem to be covered in, like, hay? Okay. I'm going to go up towards that northwestern room and open the door and check to see what's in there, because I'm intrigued now. Okay. You open up the door, and you immediately reel back. The place stinks of some kind of droppings and rotted flesh. Cracked bones cover the floor, and what once used to be a stable is now a graveyard for what looks to be wyvern leftovers. You also see four wyvern bridles embellished with jade and mithril bits hanging up. You do not see any wyverns currently, but they were definitely here. So, like, this is the roost for the wyverns? Yeah. I think that this is the quote-unquote stables for the wyverns. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna just throw the bloodied blankets in here and leave them there. Okay. And proceed on. As you do that, you see the door to the room to that is now to the east of you. A person looks frantic and goes, You! We need you! Come here. I go to them. Okay. We need you to we need you to help move stuff to Asbara. Where did the other one go? I told her to come here. You <laughs> you can do this. As you walk in. You see what looks to be a former great hall. It has long, tall tables and chairs stacked full of gold, silver, and every manner of gemstone. Off to the left is a large pile of items that are piled on top of each other. Currently, you see one cultist frantically flipping through a stack of papers while another one shouts out numbers while separating gemstones from a sack of coins. 9,850, 9,950, 10,000! Good! You, the cultist jots down something and points to you. Okay. Pull that in a sack and take it to Joss. And that person who was writing down stuff points to another door at the end of the room. In the very, very back. The back, um, if you're looking into the room, to the back left. Okay. Hurry! Hurry before Resmir tries to do a count! 
Okay. And the cultist who was counting earlier moves over to another pile and starts shouting out numbers again. I take the bag and I start heading in the direction they pointed to. All right. This is the red room. Okay. The door is hot. Hmm. Um, and you can feel heat radiating through the door. I'm going to pause for a moment, turn back, and say, is this door supposed to be hot? Yes, yes. It's part of the magic stuff. Just, just go. Just okay. go. Okay. I'm going to grit my teeth and try and open the door despite the heat. You get All fried. Right. <laughs> you take one point of burn damage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you open up the door and hundreds of horse skulls and scrolls are nailed to the walls and the ceilings of the room. Lovely. In the left corner, you see a desk covered in books and potion vials, a perfectly made bed, and a floating ball of light. Hmm. A man in a red robe stands in the other corner, holding his hands out over a huge hunk of metal on the floor. His eyes are closed, and he's muttering to himself, Put it with the others, he says, as the only acknowledgement that you have entered the room. Do I see where there are other bags of treasure? As you look to your right, you see five other sacks of similar size. A flash of light encompasses the lump of metal, and before your eyes, the lump melts and shifts into a large, five-foot-long, six-inch-thick triangle. Mm. The man in the red robe Does heaves a labored sigh before grabbing a book next to him, opening up to a well-worn page and inspects the now multicolored glowing etchings on the triangle. Does this look like the triangle that Lilic found at the bottom of the Lake of Blood? It does. Nah. The blood like plug? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, good. The blood bug. Plug. 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 <laughs> the man in front of you is wearing red robes, head covered, and there seems to be a mask on his face. And as he's looking at the etchings, he's tracing his fingers over these etchings, checking the book, and all you hear is, leave. I will leave. But uh, before I fully close it, I'm going to leave it open a crack and see if he notices and if I can get any more information. Okay. As you do... You hear the door slam oh, behind okay. you. Never mind then. He's too magical for me. I can't to go away. <laughs> you open up that door 11 times. By the 11th time, you see another triangle form out of this pile of gold. Did the first one come out right? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. On his bed, you see one triangle, and he's working on a second triangle. Okay. We were confused by the sigh. It was a sigh of relief that it, like, it worked as opposed yes. to a right. sigh of, oh gosh, it didn't work. Yeah. Is there going to be at any point of an opportunity where I can escape this cycle? <laughs> <laughs> you could try. Eh. How do you try? Do Maybe you it's try? not worth it. Maybe it is. I mean... Bleed, bleed bathroom. Bleed... Like, I have a errand for Madame true. Monda. So, after the 11th one, I'm going to say, so, I don't know if you still need me, but maybe I can find that other person who's supposed to help. I was actually on a mission for Madame Mondoth. The person who was counting looks up and says, why didn't you say so? Sorry, sorry, you sounded like you had urgent need of help. And yes, but Mondoth tells us where to go and what to do. Are you new? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Go, go okay, do bye. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're released. <laughs> Izzy, that took an hour. Ugh. Okay. 
there are only the three levels, right? Correct. So to remind you, the first level is what you're on currently. Yes. The second level, when you go up that spiral staircase, leads directly into that big chunk of ice, the ice cave where Daliana is. Right. And the third level is the overhang, the second courtyard. So I have not found anywhere where they would be keeping the prisoners. Have is you searched area, Any area that I have not checked the, out yet? The far right, maybe? No. Yeah, you've only checked out the middle to left side of the upper courtyard and the upper two rooms, or sorry, the northernmost rooms on the bottom level. I'm going to real quick check out the two bottom southern rooms on the first level. Okay. So you see a long, long room to the south of you. These look like barracks. Okay. The stench in here is really gross. Smells like the bedding hasn't been washed in months. And you can see 20 fur-covered beds, 20 haphazardly placed chests, a table, chairs, and two women. One snoring loudly and the other one looks to be nodding off. Okay. Closing the barrack door and leaving. Checking out that square room on the southeast side. So the square room to the southeast side, you try to open up the door and it is locked. Okay. Are there any kind of windows or anything? There are not. What kind of material is the door made out of? Wood. Can I listen at the door and hear anything from inside? Make a perception check. 13. You do not hear anything inside. Okay. There is a lock on this door as well. It looks mechanical, just like a, a generic mechanical lock. Mm. You have out. not seen, as, you, as you've been walking around, you have not seen anybody going to this room. How many people are out and about right now? Currently, three. The woman that you saw before who looked really, really lost, who, again, looks really, really lost. I'm going to say, I think you're needed in that room up there. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. And she runs away. You also see the guy covered in hay, and he's retching in a corner, and you just see another person heading towards the portcullis. Okay, so they're not looking in my direction? Nobody at the moment is. Okay, I'm going to try and pick the lock. Okay, go ahead and do a thieves tools check. All right, Plus fast seven. hands, Izzy. <laughs> Dang it, it's only oh. an 11. I rolled low. You've seen this type of lock before. Unfortunately, you get a little too cocky, and... You managed to get two of the tumblers free, but it's just, it's stuck. Can't get that third one. I am going to ask the wind to see if they can blow through the lock and clear out any dust that's in there and attempt again. (laughs) Make a persuasion check. Actually, do it with advantage. There's quite a bit of wind in this area. We literally do this for the branch capture machine at my work. Oh, it jammed. (laughs) 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 Compressed air. Yeah. Yeah. Compressed air works every time. Uh huh. This is just persuaded air. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Persuasion 15. You managed to catch a little, little flurry of wind that was passing by, and you hear, try, and it goes into the, the 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 lock. lock. You hear it kind of tink, 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 inside, yeah. and then blows out, and you see quite a lot of dust come out of that. <laughs> so go ahead and try it again. Okay. Roll higher. That's a 22. Ooh. That's exactly what was wrong. There was just a bunch of dust and gunk ah, in there, and the, w- and the wind just pulled it out, and you grab that third tumbler, and 
it opens. All right, peek my head in. You peek your head in and you see large hanging cuts of meat of all types hanging from the ceiling. Rows of barrels and crates full of different types of liquids and non-perishable foods line up against an exposed ice wall from the castle, keeping the room naturally cool. There's nobody in here and you think it's locked because they don't want people stealing food. Okay, fine. I lock it and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh dang it. Where are the prisoners? I have checked almost every room. It's always in the last one you look in, don't you? Seriously. Because then you stop looking. (laughs) Okay. I guess it's possible they're in the caves. Spiral staircase. Is it possible that they're in the caves somewhere that we missed? Um, I don't think so. All of the the tunnels led to that one central area to where Daliana was. Okay. There's some stuff on the third level you haven't checked. Right. I haven't checked the barrack towers, but I'm pretty sure they would not be in the towers. Sorry, not barrack towers, but the ballista towers. Yeah, those. You're not sure, but the, the three people up there look pretty cramped, so they're probably not being kept up there. Yeah, I assume that they're not there. Okay, um, I am going to make my way up again to the third level. As you do so, you see Usarker, Celestine, and Lilith. Hi. Oh, hi. You uh, now have one hour until liftoff. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to quickly share what I have learned about the layout of this castle. I have found what appears to be a ornate box uh, about the right size for the key to the chain, I think. It is in Resmir's room, but it is underneath Resmir. Hmm. Underneath her as in on her person, or underneath her as in she hides it under the bed? It is in the bed, like in the mattress, and she's on the bed. Tried pulling it, it was not very successful. So the all-powerful queen of the castle keeps the key to the area under her bed mattress? That seems like a very strange place to put something. This is a very strange place. (laughs) I mean, maybe she doesn't have a way to magically hide things here. By the way, we killed that tortle. Um, Oh. We did a favor to the universe. This seems good. You hear on the wind. (laughs) Oh no. <laughs> Gosh. You're just going to plague us with that, aren't you? <laughs> Gone, but not forgotten, it sounds. Sometimes I can almost hear him still. Uh, Lilik, do you want me to see if I can get that key? Um, perhaps. I will go in first and make sure that the Resmir is still sleeping. Okay. I'm going to follow you. Right. You. Um, perhaps, if necessary, if Resmir wakes. Uh, we should probably attack as one. Yep. So be much more successful than just Izzy and myself. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice to get some backup. So Usarka and I will be in the hallway, or do you want us to come in as well? No, hold on. We need to assess this area before we make a plan like that. We don't okay. know what's going to be currently outside of her door. Um, let's go. So as you guys walk around the south, you're walking around that ice chunk that leads to the caves where Daliana is. As you go around and you're, you go towards Resmir's Tower, which is in the top northeast section of this area, out of the corner of your eye, Usarker, you see a dugout kind of to the northwest of you. And if you guys hadn't really been looking for it, or if Usarker, if you hadn't really known architecture, you wouldn't really notice it. But it looks kind of like a small mouth opening to something. 
Prisoners, prisoners, prisoners. I'm going to eye it and say, pause. What is that? Has anyone seen and explored that? Mm, I haven't. No. Not yet. Isidore, would you be willing to examine that? Yep, I'm going to go in. Okay, you walk in and you do see what Usarker thought was small. As you go around, you realize the way that it's cut out from whichever direction you look at, it looks small, but when you come to it, it's a very large opening. The architecture itself just makes it look, it's kind of like a mirage. Okay. When you go inside, it is dark. And this cave is carved from solid glacial ice with only one entrance and exit. The ceiling is 30 feet high and covered with icicles. A large black marble sarcophagus with a lid carved into the likeness of a female giant with long flowing hair rests peacefully in the middle of the cave. I leave. We're not messing with that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, thing. Is this the giant's wife? Probably. Is she alive? It was a sarcophagus. I mean, Snow White was in a sarcophagus too. She was dead. Just Canonically. Just and, I'm so gonna kiss, and I'm not going to kiss. And I'm not going to kiss a giant. <laughs> For the cause. Fine. <laughs> what did you see, Izzy? I I saw a sarcophagus uh, for a giant. I think it's probably like the previous owner of the castle or something. I don't know. Okay. I think from what Daliana told us, the previous owners of this castle before the cult took over, I I think that's who's probably in there. I I feel like we shouldn't disturb the dead. Lilith, Mm -hmm. make a perception check, please. Sure. The dead are notoriously restless in D&D. Mm-hmm. They're just egging, waiting for an opportunity <laughs> to come back up and get to yell at you to get off their lawn. <laughs> get off the grass. Okay. Uh, I rolled a natural 20 with a bonus of 7 Ooh. to 27. <gasps> so, Lilic, you noticed as Izzy was talking, when there's a cave, You expect sound to echo back, right? Mm -hmm. It's loud. There's marble. There's lots of ice. There should be echo. You don't hear any echo. And you also think back and you realize you didn't even hear Izzy's footsteps when she walked out. Interesting. It's Um, extremely quiet. Unnaturally quiet in there. uh, I'm going to go in and explore. And turn around and, like, clap my hands. When you get in about 10 feet, and you clap your hands, none of you hear anything. You don't hear anything either, Lilic. I turn and look at the rest of the group and clap my hands really hard and, or something <laughs> like that and just like, okay, no that's sound. interesting. I don't... <laughs> What's he doing? Someone silenced I... the cave. This is a strange thing, but... Um... Do we hear him say this? Nope. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> and Lilic, uh, as you get a closer look at the sarcophagus, it's mm-hmm. 20 feet long, 10 feet wide, and 10 feet tall. And oh, that's tall. you see runes carved into its base. Do you speak Dorvish? No. Okay. No. I do, though. I see runes. I do. <laughs> I see runes. If you indicate to me to come in, I can read them. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at things. I don't know that I would be like, ah, you know. Celestine knows this language because I don't know the language. I'll go ahead it is. and come in as well because you. I mean, you were. There's I looked something at you guys. Yeah, you looked at me. You did look at us. Yeah. Like, 
Hey, I'll come go. with me. It's it's fine. <laughs> Kayla, it sounds like your plot senses are tingling. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> okay, I will go in. So, Celestine, easily enough, you can read the Dwarvish runes, and you see the name Escarloda. Escarloga? Okay. Sorry, mm. Escaloda. Escargoda. <laughs> E-S-C-L-A-R-O-T-T-A. Escarloda. Okay. Does that ring any bells? Maybe it's Escarlata. Could be Escarlata. From the entrance, Usarker's going to shrug and make a hand gesture in kind of action, like, what are you doing and why is it important type thing. So, I, mean, I don't think you can see me at this point. Yeah, so Celestine, it doesn't ring any bells. Okay. Is there anything else in, in this chamber besides the sarcophagus? Nope, just the sarcophagus. And once you guys get 10 feet inside, all the sound disappeared. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll ask you guys once we get out of the <laughs> silence like... cave if you guys recognize the name Escarlada. Nope. No. Unle- and I figure unless we are planning to use this to murder somebody silently, probably I can't see much value of it. No, I don't know what else to do with it. No, let us continue looking. Okay. You guys also notice that as you guys look up to the orange area, as you guys look up, the, the one place you haven't really looked is the destroyed tower. It looked like it was much larger. It's only about 40 feet high, and it looks like a big chunk of it was taken out. And you also see that everything in this tower is just totally encased in ice. And, like, the doors are completely shut. And it it looks like it's been that way for a while. So it doesn't really look like anybody has gone in or out for a while. Like, you see dust and all that stuff all in this area. We are... Yeah, pressed for time. Um, we could move these things, but I think that uh, the prisoner's probably not here. We don't know where they could be. Is there anywhere we haven't looked yet? I mean... Let's consult the map. I went through that red room where the red robe guy mm-hmm. was making the triangles. The yellow room, which was all the treasure. The blue room, which was the wyvern... Haven. Yeah. Did not go into the two light red circle mm-hmm. uh, where the ballista towers were because they seemed to be too small. The green rectangle was just barracks. Purple square was the storage food room. Yeah. That blue circle the is room. the stairs to go up. We've already all explored the second level. It's just Daliana's cavern and the ice room that we entered through. And the horde room, it looks like. And the horde room. What about the white chambers on the third floor the, near, on the upper uh, Those courtyard? are just bedrooms. They appear to be accommodations for guests of giant size, and they seem to be undisturbed. Hmm. And the pink room was... You guys were in the pink room. <laughs> the yellow tower was where Lilic met the trapped giant. Mm-hmm. Green room was where I was sent to clean the barracks with the blood and fur blankets and stuff. Blue room has that sarcophagus. Orange is that ruined tower. What's that red circle? You have not looked at the red circle. Okay. On we go to the red circle. We're going to go that way. Where was Resmir's chamber? Resmir's was that purple. Okay. Right across the way. Yep. From where you guys currently are. If the map continues its thing, that will probably be Long Dead Rosa's chamber since we haven't seen his yet. 
Well, I mean, by that count, we haven't seen Mondoth's Mondoth chamber chambers either. either. That could be two. Yeah. Like, the only chambers that we've seen have been Snargs and... Resmir. Resmir's. Let's take a different tact, then, instead of all wandering over there. One of us go there, the rest of us go to Resmir's chambers in order to try and snatch mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. box under the assumption that the box is actually what we want to snatch. Okay. It is worth looking. It is a very dangerous ploy if we fail because we don't know that it even has what we want. Okay. Is there anyone who has a better sleight of hand than plus four? No, you, you are a Dexy friend. That's All right. Yep. That's you. It's me. So I'm going to go on Team Resmir. I should probably not go in the possible room of <laughs> um, what's his name. So you're going to be on Team Resmir? Yeah. So Usarka, are you going to go by yourself? To check out that red area? Duty calls, I suppose. I will go check out the red area, and then I, and I will say, I would like to meet back up out in the courtyard outside of Resmir's abode. Okay, so Usarker? And I will say, in, do I think 10 minutes is more than enough time to get there and back? Oh, yeah. In 10 minutes. Okay, let's do this. Usarker, you make your way to... That one little area that was near where Izzy was cleaning some furs. <laughs> and I made no attempt at cleaning at all. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize that this is a very skinny tower. I'm a very skinny man. You are a very skinny man. You make the it perfect up, man for the job. You make it up about halfway before you see Cyanrath standing outside of the door, his hands behind his back, looking very much at attention, standing so in front of the door. I didn't go that way, Celestine. I know, me too. Is this the bathrooms? I'm sorry, I may have gotten turned around. No. I'm looking around. What does this room look like now that I'm looking at it? So you're not actually in the tower. You've only made it halfway up what the, the pathway. Ta- what does halfway up the tower look like? So halfway up the tower, it just it's just a tower full of ice. The door behind him is ice, but there's steel behind that. It's very, very skinny. There is a like a what looks to be like a watchtower on the top, but he is just standing in front of the door, and he does not look like he's going to move. Prisoners. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I could have sworn they said it was here. I'm, I'm like turning around and going. This is and- Madame Mondas room. Dang it. Well, she could keep oh. him in there. You need okay. to go. Yes, yes I, I, will, I, I will leave. If you need a job, go help Joss. I, I have a job. I was just taking a bathroom break and I'm heading off. Okay. okay. Information received. <laughs> so then the only question is... Does Madame Mondoff have the prisoners in her room? <laughs> she said that she was going to give them a Bird like front row seat or something like that to the destruction of Burdusk. That's true. So maybe we just need to wait until they bring them out. I don't know. Is it on the three on the side map? Is this one of the giant towers that overlooks everything, and you could almost say has a front row view of anything the castle might blow up? This one could yes this one could however the control room seems to be in its way you could probably see something but it wouldn't be a very good view okay so they have to so chances are though this is not the front row seat it is however most likely where she's going to keep them so i think the rest of us are going to resmir's chamber yep Uh, celestine uh, help me with this uh, last chest it is very heavy and you're strong and that gives a reason for you to be coming with me. I pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Pick it up. 
And Lilic, the door is open. Is Resmer still asleep? She is. Did she move anymore? She seems to be in the same spot. Okay, I'm going to enter. And I would like to perceive if she is still asleep, probably using insight to determine her body language and things like that. Go ahead. Can we assist? Actually, no, you're this in there by yourself. This is an internal thing, probably not. <laughs> Checking the poles. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Waving the hand in front of the face. Imagining being a kid. You know how you're like, put your hand up against someone's face to see if they'll react? Yeah. Uh, that is 13. Seems to be asleep. Okay. I gesture to Izzy, and I point, is the box still in a accessible place? It is. Okay. All right. I'm going to reach for it. And slide of hand it. Go ahead. So we're all in there, right? I'm At gone. Point. It's okay for you to flub and all die now. <laughs> Thanks. Fourteen. My hands are free in case I need to pull out a warm all. She's heavier than she looks. She looks she heavy. She's big. <laughs> She's heavier than that. Keep pulling. Or can I'm, we... I'm going to try to pull again. Okay. That was even worse. Oh, no. You stick your hand in there, and then you feel the body shift on top of your hand, and you are not quick enough to pull it away. Izzy, your hand is stuck, and there is a sleeping black dragon facing you, and you feel the breath of this black dragon as they snore in your face. Oh, no. And that's where we're going to end our session. Oh. Yeah. Cliffhanger. Going to get my hand caught in the cookie jar. <laughs> going to? Did. Uh, she's still asleep. It's she's fine. still asleep. We haven't been caught She's yet. still asleep. Thank you for listening to this episode of Power Word Crit. Stay tuned for more adventure on PowerWordCrit.com or your favorite podcast streaming site.